This might sound familiar. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. So here's the today's haiku, which was day before yesterday's haiku. Hypocrisy rules. The elites don't need the law. Biden sounds crazy. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, it's Gene, and we're back. Uh, I may sound a little stuffed up. It's just allergies, so don't get all upset that you're going to catch COVID through the microphone or anything like that. But uh, we got to talk about something. This is more philosophic than anything else. It's the whole concept of some people are more equal than others. And this is something I didn't like to talk about. I didn't expect to talk about because I don't like the concept of an elitist class in this country. I really think a lot of the time people do things for the benefit of the people. I, maybe that's naive. Um, Tucker Carlson talks about the elite in this country. And let's be, let's be clear. I don't believe and there is an elite in this country. I believe there are elitists in this country. Um, but he points this out a lot, and I don't care for it. How the elite, the elitists in this country control and crave power. He talks about how they don't need to follow the same rules as us little people. Uh, things like that. I, I find this just almost honestly just jealousy. You know, some people, I, I don't like, I don't like the whole concept of us versus them. I never have liked it. As a matter of fact, that's one thing I've always bitched about with um, the liberals, the uh, well, the left, not even the liberals, is that they always see themselves as better than anybody else. They play the us versus them game. I think Tucker Carlson plays the us versus them, them game too quite a bit, and I just I don't care for it. But over the last four months since the lockdown, we normalies, normal folk have had to hide ourselves, lose our jobs, lose our economy, and have to find skin-friendly leaves to wipe our butts because we can't find toilet paper anywhere. It's been absolutely miserable. We can't go to restaurants, movies, or even go on hikes or go to the park uh, because they're all closed just because of a, a COVID. Now, I've, I've never believed in shutting down the economy. I just thought it was something that was a bad idea. Um, I said it in a podcast, I don't know, 60, 70 podcasts ago. Uh, you know, we have to wear masks wherever we go, things like that. Kids can't go to school. Well, the weight of this change has really taken a toll in our lives. Teenage suicide is up 50%. Uh, children who have only online school are showing signs that they're actually not learning anything. And, actually, and when I, too, talk to kids, they say they're not learning anything. They can't pay attention. Obesity in children and adults has gone up. People are trying to bust their chops to stay thin or to just keep thin. I remember meeting a gal who was on... Um, uh, furlough. She looked like a just gained a ton of weight. This is a bad thing. Child abuse is up dramatically. Domestic abuse is up dramatically. Divorces and separations are up by almost 60%. Businesses are closing. 
businesses that have been around for 40, 50 years are closing. There's a pizza joint by that I used to, I, that we loved going to, and it's shut down because they just couldn't keep up. Finally, do you think these lockdowns might have something to do with the riots that are going on out there? We've all had to go through this garbage. And, you know, uh, and, you know, we've had to deal with it. We dealt with it pretty well. People are getting tired of it. But meanwhile, there are a bunch of political elitists who are preaching that we must continue to shut down our schools and keep our businesses closed. Seem to think that they're on a different plane than the rest of us. They can't get COVID like the rest of us. Or maybe they're just not panicking about COVID like the rest of us. So they can go about their lives as they always have and force businesses to violate uh, the laws that the elitists have created on them on their own. Coincidentally, these elitists all appear to be on the left. So let's take a look at some of these examples. And it's really getting hard to ignore all this stuff. Bill de Blasio decides to go to a gym right after he shut down all gyms in the city. Lori Lightfoot decides to get a hairstyle get her hair styled when she had closed all the hair salons and the barbershops in Chicago. Oh, um, and she did it because she's the mayor. That's what she said. Lori Lightfoot had no issues with the <coughs> protests in Chicago until the rioters came to her own neighborhood. Then she had 30 or 40 of them arrested. That's because she's a high-level target and her family was threatened. Wow, really? What about the rest of the people over there that they're having their crap burned, their businesses burned down, their houses threatened, being kept up at night? Do they count at all? I guess not. Gretchen Whitmar, the governor of Michigan, waved off her husband's name dropping of her when he wanted to put, get his boat put in the lake so that he could I don't know, drive around. Whitmar closed the lakes. Chris Cuomo, brother of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, got into an argument with a guy because he publicly admitted to having COVID and he decided to go out instead of being on a 14-day quarantine, which is what he was supposed to be, to look at his new house in the Hamptons. And he got called out for it. Aren't you supposed to be inside? By the way, no mask. Because he doesn't care. Um, by the way, I don't think you need to wear a mask in outside either. But he didn't care. He got called out on it. He didn't care. Recently, Nancy Pelosi, who won't help anyone during this pandemic, was recorded getting a hairdo in a salon that was closed because of the shutdown. Okay, this is bad enough. But then, when she was called out on it, she said she was set up. She actually apologized for being set up by the hair salon, the one that she'd been going to for years incredible. On Wednesday, Portland, the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler, said he was moving from his $800,000 condo because Antifa and BLM thugs, who apparently do not exist and are not causing any problems, threatened to burn down his condo complex. Now, I find it amazing that 
Ted Wheeler, who has not done anything to stop, we're approaching 100 days of rioting in Portland. He has done absolutely nothing to stop the rioting. And it's great that for him, it's he has the resources to be able to just move. Meanwhile, what about the people in that building? Oh, he apologized to them for causing, being such a high-profile guy that Antifa and BLM want to burn down the building. Of course, it's not going to help the other 100 families that are in that building because maybe they don't have the resources just to pick up and leave when they feel like it. Do as I do. Do as I say. Don't do as I do. All animals are created equal, but some are more equal than others. That last reference, that was an Animal Farm reference. We'll talk more about that uh, later as we go through Animal Farm. We're hitting Chapter 5 on Sunday. But here are some questions that should be answered by these guys. Why do you elitists set up laws and edicts but don't feel you should follow them? For example, if COVID-19 is that deadly a disease, should 80-year-old Nancy Pelosi be getting a haircut? in what could be considered a high-risk uh, salon. I mean, it's so high-risk that they shut them down. So, are you sure COVID is really a thing anymore? And if it's not, why don't we send the kids back to school? There's no reason why. The kids are in more trouble not going to school than they are going to school. Why... Does Nancy and the others blame small businesses that are closed? Why can't she? Why why did she uh, blame the business that was closed? Why couldn't she just say I'm sorry? Instead of saying no, sorry, she set me up. Yeah, that salon owner just decided to set set Nancy Pelosi up. When are people going to be allowed to come out of their houses and live? When it seems like everybody else is already out of their houses and and living. The elitists are, in the sense. If you, you seem, it just seems like these folks are lying about this COVID now. It seems that this is just all a lie. And they continue to push the lie. And it's all political. What's keeping the schools closed? Not the government, it's the teachers' unions. And the teachers' unions are in the pop pocket of the left. There are schools that are open across the country. Private schools are open. But we continue to decide to keep these public schools closed. And it's basically just the teachers' unions that are keeping them closed. And guess what? Kids are safe. Kids can get this disease. It, actually, it'd probably be best if kids who are low risk, don't have any pre-existing conditions and things like that, they should try to catch the disease. It's kind of like chicken pox. You remember chicken pox? My mom would kill for me to get the chicken pox. And when I did, she made sure she we all played together. That's it. The best way to hand, handle these problems is start asking questions, which is, again, a media, media fault. For example, Joe Biden sits there and screams he, would, he wants a uh, government mask mandate. And uh, he wants to shut down the economy again if, if they say that this is... Well, Joe, first off, uh, we did shut down the economy and it didn't stop. It actually did not stop COVID-19 from spreading, from burning up. Matter of fact, it, Fauci 
Dr. Fauci actually said, yeah, we're going to have spikes after the shutdown's over. <coughs> we don't know. We're not, there's not going to be any doubt about it. But it just tans my hide that we sit back and we are dealing with this crap. And meanwhile, people in government don't seem to worry about it. The other thing that was brought up, I can't remember who said it, but a, a very good point. We just had a funeral for, I can't remember who, the, the civil rights activist um, in the government. He just had a huge funeral with people all together. And meanwhile, COVID patients, I mean, he's an elitist. Let's call it what it is. John Clyburn? I can't remember what his name I don't think it's Clyburn, but I, I can't remember. John something. But he... Meanwhile, parents are dying in hospitals. Their family can't see them. People are not allowed to have funerals because of COVID-19. But the elitists will have these funerals. No problem. Even the funerals like George Floyd... A huge funeral. They, um, did we're in COVID nineteen? If my grandmother died today, I couldn't have a funeral for her. It's just, it, I think it's just really disgusting. It's really, really disgusting, and that's gonna bring me to another thing that just annoys the crap out of me. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this one before. It's the whole concept of white privilege. Um, this reminds me of another thing that elites are doing, which is pretty disgusting. Accusing everyone of having white privilege. Everyone who's white of having white privilege. Obviously, if you're black, you don't have white privilege, which is part of the problem with the whole argument. I was going to talk about this. I was going to talk about this in an earlier discussion uh, because I had a, a debate with Josie, my fiance. First off, let's get to the point. What is white privilege? Wikipedia, where the left pretty much defines everything, defines it as, quote, white privilege or white skin privilege is the societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people in some societies, particularly if they are otherwise under the same social, political, and economic circumstances, end quote. In other words, because I am white, I am privileged, period. Everything good that has happened to me is because I'm white. I am treated better because I am white. And we are told this by the elitists out there, or by the elite and the elitists out there. And it's kind of disgusting. An example of this would be uh, a conversation Chelsea Clinton was having with a, a panel, and that panel included Ayanna Presley, who's like part of the squad that no one knows about. She's bald, so she she's decided to take off her wig, so now she's become more recognizable. But listen, listen to Chelsea Clinton, and listen to just we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Just listen. You know, Congresswoman, certainly, I mean, my children are young, but we um, believe they're, they're young, but still citizens. So we talked about, you know, the ratification of the 19th Amendment and Women's Equality Day, but how fundamentally um, kind of incomplete that victory was. 
So not to say it wasn't a victory and it wasn't important, but that it was um, so fundamentally flawed. I mean, it wasn't only black women who didn't have the right to vote, indigenous and native American women didn't That's have right. the right to vote, right? Until the 1920s. That's and even right. then, um, you know, so many of the Voting Rights Act cases have uh, actually been against states like Alaska that have historically disenfranchised um, indigenous and native American women. So to say that, you know, these fights are not just kind of in our history books. These are still active, ongoing fights. Um, you know, and and forty percent of Americans with disabilities report that you know they have real challenges voting in person. And so, in states where there haven't been kind of um, no excuse absentee voting, or where there you know hasn't been the introduction of early voting yet, you know, it still isn't um, kind of easy, fair, or equal for many Americans to vote. I think it's really important that my children understand that. And I think it's particularly important that they understand that as white children of privilege, because I want them to erode that privilege throughout their lives to ensure more people are enfranchised and that equality isn't just an ideal. Now, there are a few things to take away from that. Uh, and I did cut it off. I'm gonna explain what I cut off simply for length. Um, first off, what a bad country we are. You, you see this? This woman is worth tens of millions of dollars. She has done absolutely, accomplished absolutely nothing in her life. She's made money off her name. Good for her. That's fine. They want to pay her, let them pay her. Uh, and we're going to get to that. But for her to sit back and say, oh, women had it bad, women of color had it bad, people of color have it bad, What a and we're still, they all still have it bad, I mean, talk about someone who's standing on the hilltop. How the hell does she know? Uh, the part that I cut out, then she sits there and she's teaching her kids how bad this country is. She's indoctrinating her kids. She's sending, she can't get that indoctrination at, a, at the school she's probably sending because she's probably sending them to a private school that, doesn't, that actually teaches them things, right? But... She needs to, she's indoctrinating her kids and she's trying to erode the white privilege. Okay. And of course, later, the part I cut out was Alana Presley basically blessing her. And you could hear her in the background saying, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And basically blessing her because she recognizes her, quote, white privilege, end quote. What a load of horseshit. And by the way, you you want to erode that white privilege? Well, what you can afford to erode the privilege because you already have the privilege. You can't afford to sit back and say, "Well, I've got white privilege. Look how rich I am, and it's because I'm white." Oh, I think this is. I I think this is the way she wants to raise her kids is her business. That's fine, but basically. I, she's telling them that this country sucks and they, it's it's it sucks because they're white. White people suck. I think personally this is shitty parenting. It's just indoctrination into a bullshit system, belief system. That's what I think it is. Even someone like Chelsea Clinton is not privileged because she's white. That's the whole thing. There is privilege. She's privileged because she's the daughter of a president. She has the same privilege as the daughters of Barack Obama. Are the daughters of Barack Obama, they have black privilege? 
The privilege has nothing to do with the race. There are people out there that are privileged, and they are part of the elitist group. And it has nothing to do with their race. Oprah Winfrey. Uh, as much as people want to say it, LeBron, John, LeBron James. Is he, does he have black privilege? There are a couple things that annoy the crap out of me when it comes to this. First off, a lot of good things that happen to an individual are actually through talent and hard, hard work, not race. Okay? For example, I, I think I would consider myself fairly successful. I wasn't fairly successful because I'm white. I was fairly successful because I went to school, I studied, then I had to change, I had to be flexible enough to change my career. I actually had to work. It ignores the bad things that an individual must go through. Sorry about the noise in the background, I had to actually close my door. Uh, but it ignores the bad things that an individual must go through. My life is, again, an example of that. There were times where I was overdrawn in my bank account. There were times I've lost my job four times. And, you know, you get laid off. That happens. But bad things happen to people. And it, it I really, and this, we're going to talk about that with Josie in a few minutes. So let's just hold on to that. Because I lost my job again. And... I keep hearing from her, well, you've got white privilege. Yeah, you've got a job. So <laughs> that doesn't work out all that well. It, there's no explanation when bad things happen to white people. And I would guarantee you the ditch digger in Appalachia probably doesn't feel the white privilege that Chelsea feels or that Barack Obama's daughters feel or that um, uh, Oprah Winfrey feels. So I think that's all crap. And it ignores the privilege of those people who are of color, Oprah Winfrey. How did they get their privilege? How, what happened to them? Did they have black privilege, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama? What, what happened there? This is why I think this indoctrination into this country sucks, blah, 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 is just terrible. Because... There are too many inconsistencies. There are too many inconsistencies. You can't sit there and say, well, there's white privilege and blacks have to do ten times more. No, that's not true. Oprah Winfrey, and by the way, I think it's a good thing Oprah Winfrey is rich. She did a good thing. People loved her show. People loved she was brilliant in business. That's fine. LeBron James. Um, I... I He's got skills, he's got a skill set that he worked hard for, and he's developed privilege that's made him a billionaire. Good for him. I have no problem with this. But then go go pointing to me, because I'm white, and say I've got some privilege that, okay, um, I'm not driving a Lamborghini. Where's the privilege there? Shouldn't I be in your shoes? You can't put race on something like that. So I told you, my fiance and I got into a debate. It wasn't a fight. It was a debate. She said that there is white privilege. I thought this was funny, but I didn't laugh in her face because I, I wanted the debate. I asked her some questions. If I have so much, quote, white privilege, end quote, why have I been unemployed four times, twice when she knew me? I lost my job. That's why I ended up in San Diego. 
and I just lost my job again. And she said, well, you're not, well, I mean, that just bad things happen. I go, well, explain that, because if I got white privilege, I should not have any issues. She'd pause. Well, I mean, okay. I said, and she knows this. Why is my account, why has my bank account been overdrawn? And I could depend on no one to bring me back to the real world. How many times has your bank account been overdrawn? Now, uh, again, Josie, my fiance, is Hispanic, so I'm dating a person of color. Well, um, um, yeah, it's because that's just what happens in life. You struggle, you struggle, you struggle, and good things happen, bad things happen. That's life. Then I asked her, one, why do I live in a place that you should be camping? You would live if you were camping. And she lives in a two-bedroom apartment with heat and hot water and all of this stuff and a swimming pool and a gym. And I live where I live. Now, don't get me wrong. I like, I like where I live, but I, I really do like where I live. But it's, and I like it. I like it because it's cheap. But the reality is where I live is not what you'd expect. Is that because of white privilege? Um, now I am privileged. I, I believe that. So I have a very supportive family. I have a great parents. I have great kids. I have great grandkids. All they want is the best for me. I never had to worry about being homeless. I still don't have to worry about being homeless. I've had problems that have kept me up at night, but I knew I could get through them on my own. I worked my way through college while raising a family, being a sports coach and stuff like that. I got divorced and had financial struggles. I had my own place, though it looks like somebody, again, it doesn't look like a place that normal people would live. I'm not a normal person. I'm not in a normal situation. But I am privileged. Is the privilege that I have because I'm white? No. The privilege is I had a great family. I had I have a great support group. I still I have a great support group now that people say, okay, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That's white privilege? Would I put my privilege in the same ranks as uh, Chelsea Clinton or Oprah Winfrey or LeBron James? No. Am I pissed off at Chelsea Clinton, Oprah Winfrey, and LeBron James because I'm in the position I am? Absolutely not. Good for them, LeBron James. If I was six foot eleven or six foot ten, whatever he is, weighed two fifty and could shoot a basketball, I would be in the same position he's in. You know why? Because we don't have white privilege. There is no white privilege. It's we are living. In the end, we are actually living in a meritocracy. What you can do, you are rewarded for. That's it. I've had some good luck. I've had some bad luck. That's what life is about. 
Am I privileged? Yes, because when the bad luck connects, I'll get through it. When the good luck connects, it's great. But is it because of my race? No, that's called life. That's just called life. Did we ever have white privilege? Yeah, probably probably 40 years ago, 50 year, 40 years ago. I'll even say 40 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. There was a white privilege that whites could actually drink out of any water fountain where blacks couldn't. That whites could use restrooms that blacks couldn't. That's white privilege. I get sick and tired of hearing about how blacks have no privilege. Alana Presley, the congresswoman out of wherever, talking about white privilege when she's earning $200,000 a year being a congressperson who's done absolutely nothing in the last two years. It's really rich to hear, or four years, however long she's been in. Really rich to hear about white privilege coming from her. So, okay, we, we need to go through some of the, because I'm getting philosophical more than anything else. Uh, we need to go through some of the news headlines that are out there. So let's cover, let's cover a few. Uh, first off, the unemployment rate has dropped to 8.4% from 10.5%. So it's dropped two points. Uh, suddenly, this recovery is looking like it's going to be a V-shaped recovery instead of a um, U-shaped recovery. We're actually going up faster. 1.4 million jobs were added. That is fantastic. As places start opening up, even in California, things are opening up. It's looking great. Donald Trump is making a big stink about this, as he should. Joe Biden had a press conference on Friday, and it was truly embarrassing. It was an embarrassing, embarrassing press conference. And it was so embarrassing, I can barely get it up on YouTube. What we're going to do is, on Monday, we're going to do something else. Unless something really bizarre happens next week, this weekend. On Monday, what we're going to do is, we are actually going to go through not Joe Biden's press conference, because Joe Biden says the same thing over and over and over again. He says the same thing. Trump bad. No policy, nothing what he would have done differently. Just Trump bad. And Trump is Trump's fault for Portland and Chicago and everything else, even though Biden was vice president during those times. Um, China good. Russia bad. We're still on Russia, Russia, Russia. But what I'm going to do is I'm not going to worry about what he said because he said the same thing. We're going to look at the questions. His press conference, the press actually had to him. And maybe we'll sit there and make some comparisons about the questions that Trump was asked and the questions that Biden was asked. And then I will ask, tell you, these are the questions I would ask. And I'm I, I, probably you like that. You're, you're going to like that stuff. It's going to be fun. That, that will be a fun podcast. I actually already set it up. So I'm already working on the audio for that. It'll be phenomenal. Uh, the next thing, the third and final is that there was a... Uh, 
story released from the Atlantic that basically said that Trump hates the military. He said that he was going to have a military campaign in France, except that he didn't want to get his hair wet while it was raining in France. So he canceled a he canceled a speech. Uh, they brought up that um, he thinks that uh, amputees, military amputees, guys who lost their limbs in war, are disgusting. <sighs> John Bolton, the guy who does not like Trump, says, no, that didn't happen. He never said anything like that. Uh, there are 15 generals, including people who don't like Trump, said he didn't say that. That never, that was not a thing. But, hey, they're bringing it up. They're talking about it left and right, probably because they're trying to avoid the, um, uh, trying to avoid the, Biden interview, which was just terrible. So we might talk a little bit about that simply because maybe it's going to be a bigger story. CNN is, that's all they've been talking about. I, I'm actually watching CNN as we speak, and that's what they're talking about. It's like, guys, Jesus, stop, stop. That's a non-story. It's from the Atlantic. The Atlantic hasn't been relevant newspaper and uh, relevant publication in a long time and now we're looking at possibly the death of print media the atlantic has been losing money forever they need to be in the media right now they need to be talked about uh hey even i have never visited the atlantic website had to actually visit the atlantic website to read what the hell are you talking about this is a president that has dumped two trillion, two billion dollars, or two trillion or something, extreme amount of money into the military in his last four years. I'm having a hard time believing he's sitting back and saying, "Well, I don't get my hair wet and all that crap." And Biden did in his press conference. He didn't question it at all. It was absolutely terrible. So. You can, let's let's finish it up because we're, hey I'm getting closer to 30 minutes, so you can follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool R U N N I N F E W L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Um, you can uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can take a look at the show notes and a bunch of links. I do have a bunch of links and the audio. You this is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.